It's Thursday, July 27th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. John 16:33 says, In the world we will have trouble and tribulation, but take heart because Jesus Christ has overcome this world. You see, beloved, when we follow a Savior who created all things, stooped down to our level to redeem us, and then took the penalty we deserve and conquered the death we were destined for, we are left with great courage. Pastor and author Paul David Tripp said, Safety is not what we were created for. It makes a nice retreat, but a meaningless life. God created us for so much more. Our world is corrupted by sin. Sin brings brokenness and suffering. And while the cross and the resurrection on Easter morning signifies an end to sin, an end to suffering, and the restoration of all things to order, we realize we still live in a world of sin until our King comes back. Therefore, we must persevere with hope to follow the commands of Christ. We risk our comfort to take the gospel to our neighbors. We surrender our will in order to follow the commands of our Savior. And ultimately, we sacrifice our lives at the foot of the cross to see the gospel spread to every tribe, tongue, and nation. This God we're calling on our lives will bring suffering through tribulation, famine, hardship, and possibly the sword. Suffering in this life is inevitable and inescapable because of the sin of Adam that has been passed down as an irrefutable inheritance. Beloved, the, the resurrection gives us hope, purpose, and eternal comfort to persevere because we know our King is victorious. And, and I want to I wanna speak to many families and uh, many people who are seeking to care for orphans today. I just want to encourage you that the, that the king was victorious. And so as we are fighting for our families and, and as we are fighting for children and families in our community, and sometimes it seems hopeless, know that our king is victorious This calling that we have been called to is hard. It's difficult. Even as over the last week, I was walking in Uganda and and seeing the brokenness and seeing the poverty and and watching kids wander on the streets and seeing kids that were sleeping in, in rooms the size of an American closet. You know, certainly that brings hurt and it brings pain, but it also just brings a a reminder that our king is victorious. Our king is sovereign. He's absolutely in control. There's nothing that we will experience that is outside of our, his control. Colossians 1.17 says, He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. You see, our God is sovereign. Even when things may seem like they don't make any sense, even, even when it seems like that, that, that things are spinning out of control, even when we scratch our heads and say, Lord, why are there 153 million orphans in this world? Beloved, take heart. It doesn't depend upon you. It doesn't depend upon your intervention. And so the, the governments are not our enemy. 
The foster care system is not our enemy. Birth parents who who abandon their children are not our enemy. Sin is our enemy. Sin's our enemy. And, And because sin is our enemy and because it's alive and it's well, it brings suffering for those who who want to care for others, for those that who want to defend the orphan and the widow. Many times there's suffering. I love what what Dietrich Bonhoeffer says about suffering. He says, Thus, those who merely hate tribulation, renunciation, distress, defamation, imprisonment in their own lives, no matter how grandosely they may otherwise speak about the cross, these people in reality hate the cross of Jesus and have not found peace with God. But those who love the cross of Jesus Christ, those who have genuinely found peace in it, now begin to love even the tribulation in their lives and ultimately will be able to say with Scripture, we also boast in our sufferings. You see, caring for orphans, the poor, the needy, the vulnerable, and the least of these is not always easy. At times, it may cost us our comfort, our peace, and our earthly security. But it is a gospel-driven command, and our great God gives us boldness, courage and conviction to defend the followers and to embrace the messy as long as the gospel is our mission and the victory of the cross is our hope. We do everything we do for the spread of the gospel and for our Father's glory. And and so, beloved, as as you go out, as you persevere to, to take care of the orphan, as you persevere to keep your family intact who's currently fostering a child as you as you continue to love on your children that have come into your home through adoption even at times when they may seem unlovable beloved know that God is in control he 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 knows what you're going through he sees your pain and he ultimately cares more for the orphan he ultimately cares more for the widow he ultimately cares more for the stranger and the alien and the poor and the needy than we ever could colossians 1:16 says for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And so when countries close down to adoption, let us not fret. Let us not wonder or wring our hands and wonder what God is up to, but let us trust him. Let us pray for those countries. Let us seek to bring the gospel to those countries. I, I had a meeting even yesterday with an organization out of North Carolina, Orby for Orphans. And, uh, you know, one of the things that was just so encouraging is to hear some of the work that, that the Lord is opening up for them in India. And, and as I just heard some of the ways that they've been able to take their curriculum that's biblical-based and, and touching at the heart themes of what orphans are going through and what vulnerable children around the world are going through, it was just so encouraging to see the way that churches in the underground and churches that are in India and believers that are in India are embracing this curriculum and teaching it to vulnerable children right there in India that that even uh, the Toths, Carl and Jill, have had the opportunity to go to India and spread the fragrant glory of God among children. And this is at a time when it's hard to get a visa to go to India, when it's, it's hard for Christian organizations to continue to go in India. God is making a way. Beloved, let us never think because one door closes that God has stopped working 
working. Let us never think because maybe an option that we're going through and, and, and something that we're pursuing has seemingly ended to a dead end that God is not still at work. You know, as other ministries have had to pull out even of a country like India, God has given us great favor as a ministry of Lifeline, where we're seeing kids that are being adopted. And and even uh, these last couple of weeks, we had a, a family who had been matched by a ch- with a child in India. And this child uh, ha- had a debilitating disease and uh, developed a case of meningitis and was, was put in hospital, actually was even put on life support. And we started to pray for this child. And, and in a country where it's very, very hard right now for Americans to get a visa, this family was able to uh, procure a visa within four days to be on a plane, to be at the bedside of this child. And not only were they able to be at the bedside of this child who they'd been matched for for adoption, but India actually granted them the adoption, so that once they got to India, they were actually at the bedside of their own child. You see, God has closed doors to other ministries, but he's opening up avenues for others. And so let us always, let us always try to be careful of of, of fretting or worrying, but let us make the most of every opportunity the Lord gives us. Another thing that, that Paul David Tripp writes, and I think this is so poignant and beautiful, he says, be careful how you make sense of your life. What looks like a disaster may in fact be grace. What looks, what looks like the end may be the beginning. What looks hopeless may be God's instrument to give you real and lasting hope. You see, your father is committed to taking what seems so bad and turning it into something that is very very, very, very good. And so on this Thursday in July, I just want to ask you, has the Lord put your family in a place where you could adopt or foster a precious child in need and in doing so, disciple them in the gospel of Christ? Has the Lord maybe burned you in a different way with the command of James 1.27 to care for orphans and widows and foster children in their distress? Maybe God's not called you to adopt, but you're wondering today, how, how am I supposed to get engaged on behalf of the orphan? How am I supposed to get engaged on behalf of the vulnerable children around the world? How am I supposed to make a difference in the life of the 153 million orphans around the world? Beloved, let me tell you, God is sovereign. He cares more than we ever will, and he wants us to get engaged. And so over the next three days, tomorrow, on Friday, and then the first two days of next week, we just want to look at ways with our international director, Josh Caldwell, of ways that you can get engaged either through uh, non-adoption, non-foster care means. And and so tomorrow, we're just going to look at prayer. What does prayer look like? And then next Monday, uh, I'm going to get with Josh again, and we're going to just talk about support and advocacy. What can you do if you've not been called to adopt? And then next Tuesday, uh, if international adoption has been on your heart, listen up to this podcast on Tuesday, August the first as we talk about international adoption as a way to care for the orphan. Beloved, no matter what it is, God's called you to defend the orphan. But just because he's called you to defend the orphan, don't believe that everything rests on your shoulders. As I was in Uganda, I I saw a little boy named Mutebi, and certainly Mutebi has been a child that's been on our heart for a long time. He has a a horrible skin rash and skin disease all over his body. He, uh, his mom is the witch doctor in the this town of Busega, in the, in the village of Busega. She truly has not treated him well. And I remember the first time that Pastor Raphael and I went to his house, we, we even doubted that, that Mutebi could walk. He was crawling around almost like an animal. 
And Mutebi uh, started to grow. He, he started to learn sign language like the rest of these kids. And one of our sweet, sweet families, actually a, a board member, was, was over in Uganda and met Mutebi. And I remember getting a, a late night text from uh, this board member asking if, 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 if there was a possibility that Mutebi could be adopted. And you know, the Lord just really burdened me with a strong sense that that's not what, what he had called Mutebi to be. That, that Mutebi instead was, was supposed to stay in Busega. And, and, and even though it didn't make sense, because this was a family who had great resources. This was a family that would have provided a great home. This was a family that had adopted other children who were deaf like Mutebi. But God really put on pastor's heart and my heart that Mutebi was supposed to stay in Busega. And beloved, do you know what became of Mutebi? Mutebi last year was voted by all the peers and all the other students of the Busega School for the Deaf and the Blind to be the chaplain. You see, Mutebi is now a follower of Christ. And not only is he following Christ, but in God's sovereignty, he was seen to have the charisma to be the chaplain for the Busega School for the Deaf and the Blind. And so now Mutebi has been able to lead other deaf kids to the throne of grace, to lead them to a place of repentance where they put their life and their hope in Christ. So, beloved, when God calls you to defend the orphan, and maybe the way that you chose in up in a way that you had never chosen. Maybe when doors close, a country closes, or, or things get so difficult that you just want to pull out your hair and you want to look at God and say, why did you get me in this mess? Remember that he is sovereign and he cares so much more for these kids than we ever will. And maybe he has a better plan for them. And maybe he has a better plan for you. But whatever you do, get engaged. And so the next three days, I'm just going to be able to sit down with our international director, Josh Caldwell, and help you know how you can get engaged internationally, especially to care for orphans and widows in their distress. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. And for more information about how you can get engaged with Lifeline, you can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us today because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow as we continue the Defender Podcast.